Hi everyone, welcome to the third Culture Kid virtual online forum, where our conversation of TCK and faith comes together. This is a place for people to share their own stories and learn from others. It's a place people can safely explore the effects, benefits, and purpose with cross-cultural upbringings. We also want to challenge TCKs and CCKs in general to think deeper on how their cross-cultural components of their lives is tied to their faith. This podcast is brought to you by Crew, a caring community passionate about connecting people to Jesus Christ. And so today of our career mini series, we are going to talk about what to do after high school when you are not quite sure if college is the right path or what you want to do with your like college degree. A few months ago, when I was at the Family and Global Transitions Conference, Tanya Crossman, one of the TCK experts, she wrote books and she's done tons of speeches and stuff related to the topic. She said that ninety percent of TCKs who went to international high school went to college, compared to like. The sixty percent ish that generally goes to college in the states, and roughly like eighty percent of missionaries, there is at least one parent who has a college degree, and so it kind of feels like natural in some ways, or even pressure to go through that route first. But you know, there is also that ten percent of people, or maybe that it'll increase in the future. That this episode is dedicated for. So my name is Anna, and I'm a TCK who grew up in East Asia and Australia, and I've lived in the States the past ten years. Today we have a special panel. Their names all starts with a J. <laughs> Why don't y'all introduce yourselves? So my name is Joe. I'm a TCK and missionary kid from Turkey. I've been in the states for about 15 years now and work in the automotive industry. So my parents are missionaries with Crew, and we grew up in Africa and then Turkey. And I lived in Turkey for about 11 years, ages like four to 15, so kind of like high school age. I'm Joel. I grew up in Budapest, Hungary, and I lived there from the time I was five. Until I went to college, and I currently work in the airline industry. Hey everyone, I'm Joey. I am a TCK and a missionary kid. I was born in South Yorkshire, England. Lived there until I was 12 years old. 31 now. Been in the states since I was 12. I always think of Yorkshire poodles <laughs> when <laughs> you know, like they're just so cute. Like Yorkshire you know. poodles, Yorkshire terriers. We got it. We got all the Yorkshire doggies. Exactly. <laughs> so, first question. How did you communicate with your parents and the school system that you were、uh, thinking about, like taking a route,、uh, something different other than college? You know, after high school. So for me,、uh, I had to 
have pretty open conversations with my parents about what I wanted to do. And that traditional school wasn't really going to be my thing. So I did end up going to a technical school, but we had to have conversations about like, what did I like? And looking forward, what would be interesting to me from a professional standpoint versus just, you know, getting like a box ticked off to say that I went to college. So I had to kind of listen to my parents and have them, you know, listen to their input as to what they saw that I like to do and then figure out like what schools were available to me to actually pursue that. So I did two years of art school and then realized that wasn't going to work out for me. And that's when we had kind of the conversation of what makes Joe tick? Like what is, brings satisfaction to me as far as work goes and talk to my parents about like what I like. And like I said, what kind of made sense to me, I went back and I did a technical school. So technical college. So that wasn't like a bachelor's degree, but it was working on cars and actually learning how cars work in a professional setting in a education. So I went to a junior college for that. I have a little bit different situation in that I do have a bachelor's degree, but I just took a pretty long time to complete it. After my sophomore year of college, I decided to take a step back from academics and just kind of chill out for a little bit. Both my parents are professors. And so finishing college was always a requirement for me. My parents are very compassionate and aware of the way that I learn. My mom actually has a a doctoral degree in special education because one of my best friends growing up and I both have a number of learning disabilities. So when I express, hey, I do want to take a step back from the academic scene, they were supportive, but they also were very insistent on completing the degree, especially since I started it. It's a little different scenario. It's just a very untraditional situation, I would say. For me, I kind of communicate with my parents about that. I, uh, Like Joe said, I have parents who are really supportive about that. They have college degrees and everything, but they're also very artistic people, and so are most of their kids. And so they were never sort of like, you have to go to college. It's the only way, blah, 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 all that stuff. And so I, I did end up, I did go to college for a little while, and I was just kind of taking a bunch of classes. You know, I took my basic. I took some graphic design classes. I took some animation classes. I took some music classes and everything, and I just kind of, was going around trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And eventually I just dropped out of college because I was like, I'm just wasting money here. Going from class to class to class and not like without a set path. Yeah, I just dropped out and my parents were cool with it. They were like, yep, just figure out what it is you want to do. And then I just just never ended up going back. I think everyone kind of have a, different route of things and sometimes a lot of people these days will get a college degree and do something completely different and so in some ways it's like like exactly why did I get a college degree in the first place and why is it there's so many people who are getting college degrees these days. But what would you say to yourself in your 20s navigating the waters of work now that you're in your 30s? 
I have two things I think I would throw to back to mid-20s, Joel, is first of all, I would say listen to the people who are in your life who have gray hair because that means they've lived. Something has stressed them out to provide that gray hair so they've learned from it or they're just older and wiser. So listen to those who have gray hair or who are old enough to have gray hair because honestly, they've lived and so they know what kind of to warn you of, how to advise you, but also many of them do want the best for you. Other thing is, I would say, really leverage your international experience because many employers like that. Even without the academic credential, there's a element of sophistication, maturity, and global experience that some may not have. And so definitely put on your if you have a resume or on a job application that you attended school internationally, if that applies to you. How have you listened to people who have gray hair that you felt helped you or, or maybe you have not listened to them and now you're like, it would have been better if I did. <laughs> I'm fairly stubborn. So I probably have done less listening or less applying of what I've listened to than applied. But an example is like with my mom's background and she and I had a conversation on if technical school was right for me. I ended up studying psychology in college, which the classes were structured in a way that kind of lent themselves to my learning style. But she and I had a conversation on if like a more hands-on academic setting, like a technical college um, would be better for me. Obviously I didn't take that route and it was fine. Other times I have listened in the sense of like to advisors in school specifically. A lot of times it's easier to listen to people who aren't your parents, even if your parents have the same credentials as your advisors. That is something that I would definitely say, hey, my parents have lived both professors again, so they know and they're going to say the exact same thing that this other advisor may say to me. That's a pretty accurate example of who I am, I'd say. Yeah, thanks, Joel. I like that point about kind of leveraging your international experience. I think something I would say to myself, like when I was looking towards entering a career or college is to coming from a TCK background to think more about kind of get the basics down. Don't worry so much about getting like necessarily a degree or something because that helps, but it didn't, it wasn't the end all for me to find a job and to find work community and to to learn on the job. And so I think it was more important from my experience coming to the States to kind of learn more about how jobs work and how like what you're expected to do at your job and how you're expected to act and time management and that kind of stuff. That's what is the foundational things are actually what is going to bring success and satisfaction versus, you know, killing yourself to get a degree, which I never did. So I don't know if I'm right about that or not, but. I remember you kind of mentioned that you were in school for two years, right? Yeah, so I was in, in school for two years and I was going to get a degree in graphic design. I didn't know what to do. I was terrible at studying. I didn't have a good grasp on how classes work, being homeschooled, being from a different country. I was just like, this is weird. <laughs> I don't understand this. And so after two years of that, we had to have the conversation of, you don't really like this. You don't really get it. What are you actually passionate about and interested in? And that was cars. So 
I don't know what would have changed if I had thought more about just figuring out my time management and figuring out my getting homework done and focusing on school more than like hobbies. But then it turns out my hobby is now my career. So, but looking back, I think that having foundational things is going to be more important. Just like Joel said, like leverage something that is already in your life, like your upbringing, you just leverage your time and your, your skills on things that are going to be broad versus like hyper-focused. Yeah, I, I like what you're saying about having that basis moving forward, because I think one of the things that I would tell myself if I could go back is just stick with something and get some kind of degree or even like certificate just to kind of so you can more easily get a job in something that's close to what you want to be doing. Because as an artistic kid, I was kind of jumping from class to class to class every semester trying to figure out I would do like a web design class and I do an animation class and a film class and this and that and everything. Just trying to like pinpoint the one thing that like, oh, this is it. This is the thing that's going to make me happy or whatever. And the truth is that I loved all of it. All of it made me happy. Um, which was a big problem, continues to be a problem to this day. But if I had just like stuck with, hey, I really enjoyed web design. It was super fun. I was pretty good at it. If I just like stuck with that and gotten like uh, a certification or even a degree in it or whatever, it would have been easier for me to get like a decent paying job doing something that's at least artistic and at least in the vicinity of something that I want to do instead of just waiting for that one perfect sort of thing to come along. Because the kind of second point is that what I would tell myself is don't worry so much about getting a job doing what you love to do. And I know that sounds kind of like <laughs> not great or whatever, but I was so caught up in like, oh, I want to do my art Ugh, you know, <laughs> uh, thing. And I like, I need to just like have a whatever job while I get my art off the ground and make money with that and everything. And it should be. And I feel like one of the big sentiments on Twitter and really that I see online everywhere nowadays, it's just like, oh my God, I'm 24 years old. My life is over. I can't start anything new now. And it's just like, oh my God, your life is still just beginning. You can start something new anytime you want in your life. It's never too late. Just take your time if you got to take your time. It's okay. Don't rush. Don't worry about it. I don't know. The thing that I learned the most in my 20s, I'm 31 now, I'm be 32 this year, is that if your day job can pay for what you love to do, you know, you don't necessarily have to make a living doing your passion, right? If, if you've got a good, steady job that pays the bills, you can focus on your art during the day. You don't have to rush it either. I became a much happier and more content person doing that in my art was something that got better because of that. And then it eventually led me to being able to do a job that's roughly in the vicinity of stuff that I like to do. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off that. Just the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine who's in college still, and he was concerned about basically being in a position that only gave him a paycheck. And that's something I actually have found that I really do enjoy 
is having a job that there's some form of incentive other than my insurance and other than my paycheck. I work for an airline because I get to go places for free when there isn't a, a pandemic involved. But currently, not going real far, going just across town. But when I'm not in a pandemic, I can fly to Denver for lunch some afternoon just to get away because I have the day off. And that's a really cool incentive that makes me like my job even more. A lot of people just go to work just to like pay the bill. And so I think that kind of what Joey's saying, it is important that you got to be humble enough to like kind of start where you can, but eventually it'll lead into a space that you're passionate about. And also there's another incentive is finding something that you really can benefit from your job other than getting your insurance covered. Yeah. I'm super lucky to be able to fly to Denver for lunch every now and then too. <laughs> Not everyone gets to do that. <laughs> I never knew that you could actually do that if you work for airlines. How has your faith helped you navigate the ambiguity that comes with choosing something that is less traveled by many TCKs? I would say one of the things that was told to my entire graduating class back in, I don't know, 2007 is when I graduated high school. She was my uh, civics teacher. And I'm not really sure how this applied to the lesson that day, but she told us as we were like applying to schools and stuff, she literally said, you know what? The Lord is no less proud of you. You're still his child. And he still loves you, regardless of if you change your major, if you change schools, if you drop out of college, because A, it doesn't take him by surprise, and B, he died for you and claimed you whether you have a degree or not. And I was like, oh, girl, yeah, 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 girl, get it. And so that's like kind of stuck <laughs> with me, like literally over the last almost 15 years now, that's been something that it's odd and it was very simple and but it is extremely profound at the same time that your academic actions really don't diminish your value as a child of god that's great joel and i think about you know i don't know any tck's in my industry hardly ever met but then thinking i couldn't have ever imagined myself when I was living in Turkey, that I would currently be doing this job. And I think a lot of people who knew me back then would never have thought that either. And so when I look back and kind of think about how did I get here and why didn't I you know, follow through with a bigger, better degree or find a, a different job that is maybe easier on my back, I always think like, well, God's brought me this far, like thinking how different I thought it was going to be versus how he's still supporting me now. If like the last 20 years prove anything, it's that he has been faithful. And so there's no way I'm going to like give up on that because I could never like plan this out. All the turns that I never saw coming that he still carried me through. If I could have never figured that out, he's going to be able to carry me forward. I know that's not very clear, but just that his faithfulness to me is what kind of keeps me going, thinking about I'm in a different place than I thought I'd be. I'm in a different place than than anyone thought I would be, but he's obviously in control of that. And so that's what helps me have confidence. Kind of going off of 
what Joe just said, which is really good. I've always had the confidence in the things that I've been passionate about, that they've been given to me by God, that they've been placed on my heart for a reason. They're for me to whatever work I have to do in this world. And so that confidence has always kind of helped me navigate the ambiguity that comes with choosing something less traveled by many TCKs, as you said. Um, It's just nice to have that confidence. When I kind of stand firm in the idea and the fact that, hey, God gave me this passion for a reason. He gave me this love of this for a reason. He gave me this desire and this drive to do whatever. Then as long as I'm doing that, then everything else is probably going to fall into place. That doesn't mean that there hasn't been hardships. That doesn't mean that things don't kind of suck along the way here and there. But I can always hold on to that truth and, yeah, not have to worry so much. And if I am working at some dead-end job or someplace that I'm just not, like, feeling that much, at least if, like, at the end of the day or after my shift or on the weekends, I get to work on this thing that I love, that I'm passionate about, that I know is put there by God, then I can just rest easy in that. So it's nice. The U.S. is kind of becoming more and more, y'all could disagree with me with this, of honor shame focus and how, like, I don't know, just hypothesis and different things that I'm thinking um, random terms of, like, how there's a very big social economic gap overall and i think that puts like a lot of pressure on people but being reminded of who we are in christ and that to god i think it it doesn't really make much of a difference in god's eyes in fact if we are following the lord and that we go through hard things, that we, in the Lord's eyes, we are martyrs. And God Mm -hmm. delights in the martyrs. God delights in us. We are carrying our cross and living out our faith. And I think that is something that is so important. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you all for joining us today. TCKVOF is now on 10 podcast platforms. If you want to stay connected to us and ask a question or have a topic idea you would like us to discuss in the future, you can click on the message button on Anchor to leave us a voice message. We also have a blog and an Instagram page, so like us if you have not done that yet. Thank you again for listening to the TCK VOF, where our conversation of TCK and faith comes together. Hope you have a good rest of your week.